Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. However, not all interviews feature public company management teams. Every once in a while, I get the chance to interview industry experts, and this is one of those interviews. A managing director at Wolf Research and the firm's senior analyst covering the utilities, power, renewables, and midstream sectors, Steve Fleischman. Steve agreed to come onto the program to give the IWTB audience a primer on the utility space. You may recall from the Chris Signolfi interview that sector specialists like Steve know their industries forwards and backwards, and Steve is a prime example of this. Steve has been the number one ranked utilities analyst in the institutional investor poll 14 times, including the most recent 2017 poll. Steve has a reputation for being an extremely thoughtful analyst. If you listen to an earnings call with any of the big utilities, you'll hear why. He asks questions that, in and of themselves, have a lot of meaning and provide a lot of insight. Apart from being one of the best analysts on Wall Street, Steve is also one of the nicest guys I've met in the industry. He's genuinely concerned about people as well as their performance and tries to help any way that he can. He's also one of a handful of Wall Street analysts that actually reached out to me after I quit my job to start this podcast. I consider myself fortunate to be able to call Steve a friend, and he's doing me and the IWTB community a big service by coming onto the podcast. I'll leave the intro there because, well, it's the 4th of July and I need to grab a beer and start the grill. I really hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you very much for coming on to the IWTB podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, Nate, it's an honor to be on. Thank you. No, thank you. It's it, it's an honor to have you on, really. So I guess first question is, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, I am almost a uh, forever sell-side analyst. I, I started being a uh, junior utility analyst in 1991 at Kidder Peabody. And I have spent most of my career on the sell side, um, mainly at Merrill and Bank of America, and then the last five and a half years at Wolf Research, which has been a great, great place uh, to kind of see the research business grow. Uh, I did spend about three years on the buy side as well, in between at the Millennium Funds, which was a great experience. I think made made me a better sell side analyst, having seen that perspective. Yeah, it's been mainly, mainly sell side. I really enjoy really enjoy it, really enjoy talking with a lot of smart people and sell side is one of those things, the longer you've done it, you get, get better at it. So yeah, um, hopefully experience has, has helped. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously it has. I, I was just looking over your bio yesterday and I didn't realize that you've been ranked number one in the utility space for, I don't know if it was 14 consecutive years, but th that's a pretty phenomenal record. How, how have you achieved that? Well, thank you. It's four, it's not consecutive years. Uh, it's 14 years. And it just, uh, you know, I think really we try to do as many parts of the job as I can really focus on, really try to have good stock ideas, stock picks for the investors. I'm pretty much very unhappy if I'm not making people money. So that, that's kind of the main goal. And then, uh, uh, you know, a lot of work on the industry and sector overall and trying to really perspective utilities relative to other income investments and relative to the macro trends in the markets. And then finally, you know, in the, in the job we have, a lot of it's really come down to client service. 
So, you know, very focused on providing good client service, including to you and your old role. So that that's, you know, really important part of what a sell side analyst does. Yeah. And could, could you talk a little bit about Wolf? So you were kind of the anchor analyst when they opened up shop, right? Well, and certainly uh, when they kind of have grown it. So Wolf was founded by Ed Wolf, who was a top transport uh, analyst for many years at uh, Bear Stearns. And so it, it's always had a great transport franchise. And then, you know, as the firm looked into kind of moving into new sectors, I was one of the first analysts to come in for that and now we continue to add kind of broad sectors with just top top analysts in each one that's that's really what the goal of the firm is just best research in every vertical that we're in yeah so could you talk about your verticals what sectors do you cover so i cover the utilities which has been my background and within that spectrum it's the also the independent power companies and the renewables companies or yield goes. And then uh, in the last couple of years, I oversee coverage and have a broader team that that covers the uh, midstream and MLP sector uh, as well. So we're still adding more coverage there, but we cover most of the big names. And, you know, we think it's been a really unique advantage covering both of these sectors. There's a lot of ties between the two. There's a lot of trends that cross over, a lot of comparing one to the other. And I think we're the only people on the sell side that cover both within one team and we think it provides a significant advantage in our analysis. And what are those advantages? Is it because they're just capital intensive types of industries and there's a lot of long-term contracts associated or the regulated component of it is similar between the two sectors? Well, you know, one example uh, this year is in the utilities sector, we um, we're, we started the year negative, and one of the things that we were worried about was the impact of rising equity issuance and how much that could hurt sector performance. And part of our thought process there was what, having watched what significant equity issuance had, had done to the MLP sector in the prior two years. You know, we had a decent perspective on how that can really hurt performance. There's not enough investor dollars to handle it. So. It's, it, there's fundamental ties, but there's also just kind of watching markets across the sectors. Fundamentally, a lot of utilities are big customers of, of midstream companies. A lot of large utilities have acquired midstream assets and are increasingly involved in the business. So th- there's, there's fundamental connections as well. Yeah. If someone asked you to provide a brief history of the utility industry and assuming they didn't know anything about utilities, how, how would you frame it up in, you know, a couple of minutes, just the past couple of decades, what is the history of the utility space, the utility companies? Yeah, well, maybe I'll put it in perspective of my experience uh, coming in and the sell side, because I think I've seen a lot of the phases just even in my short period, uh, well, not so short period uh, covering the sector. But when I started in the early 90s, the the sector was all regulated companies. We had not seen any deregulation. There were no, they had just, we had the first IPP, which was AES, but all AES did was, the, the only IPPs were contracted power plants with utilities. There were no renewables. 
And utilities actually traded a lot more like uh, MLPs did for a long time. They were valued on dividend yield and dividend growth, and nobody really looked at anything other than that. And then a lot changed. So you had deregulation. Uh, a lot of the power generation ended up becoming deregulated and, and being valued on things like cash flow and other metrics. Uh, we had new players come in on the de- on the unregulated part of the business. You know, so we had a lot of changes there. Utilities went global. Utilities went into new businesses. They were doing energy trading, et cetera. Then that all collapsed with the collapse of Enron, and we saw a massive shakeout. I remember, I think between. 2000 and 2004, half of the companies that I covered in utilities cut their dividends, which pretty dramatic period. And, and really most of the time since then, since the early 2000s, there's been a lot of refocus back to the basic regulated utility business in some shape or form and a uh, uh, kind of a more back to basic strategy. There's been certain companies who've geared off of that, usually to their own detriment, but that's been the, the main theme in utilities for a very long time now, uh, kind of a focus on the core regulated business. Yeah. So what happened in 2000, 2004, I'm sorry, from 2000, 2004, that led to utilities cutting the dividend. Was it mainly related to Enron or was it something else? Yeah, so many utilities had built up very large unregulated power businesses and also global businesses. So they had diversified significantly and often added a lot of debt. So a number of things occur. The the power, the ones that were doing merchant power generation, they saw margins collapse substantially as investors realized, as basically power prices had been inflated and, and came in. And so there was a big uh, fall off in, in the power business a number of companies had gotten very big in energy trading, and that's where the Enron component came in, and energy trading proved to be uh, really not a real real income stream, and that collapsed, you know, a lot of credit pressure there. And then a lot of the global businesses didn't, didn't do as well as expected, so it was just a, a massive, unsuccessful uh, diversification, basically, uh, plan and, and too much debt added. So. Uh, often a combination of of bad things that tend to come back to haunt you later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned deregulation. And for me personally, it's a fascinating subject. And you know this very well because I was one of those guys on the buy side that was constantly calling you when the stock prices of the IPPs were bouncing around massively on any given day. and. and it's obviously what's well, it led me to try to learn more about deregulation and the different deregulated markets. And I was wondering if you could describe deregulation from your perspective. Sure. So it's deregulation in the, in the utilities and power businesses is complex and, and the sector is kind of set up as a patchwork. So remember the utility business is combined of power generation and then transmission and distribution. And the transmission and distribution businesses really are all regulated and and likely will stay permanently regulated. So the parts of the business that are deregulated is primarily the power generation, 
And then in certain certain areas, the, the customers of the utility, known as the retail business, are also essentially deregulated. So what you've seen on the deregulated side is is been a volatile business. There's been a lot of uh, boom-bust type cycles. And really in power, there's two kinds of cycles. There's the cycle of power, uh, supply-demand of, of, of actual available power plants. And then there's the cycle of natural gas because power prices, at least in the U.S., are very correlated to natural gas. And so in natural gas, we, we've seen pretty much one boom-bust an extended boom in the first 10 years of deregulation up until shale gas. And then since we've had shale gas, a very, very long extended bust. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, just visit stockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. And depending on the membership that you purchase, you can even have access to the transcripts. So just go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. Also, if you really enjoyed the music, you should check out Danheim. That's D-A-N-H-E-I-M. Mike at Danheim gave me permission to use the music for the podcast, and so a huge thanks to Danheim. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.